Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, when you feel overwhelmed by life, an eight-year-old turning into a bully, going back to work after three years as a stay-at-home mum, and what to do when an ex-boyfriend zombies you. Yes, this is a thing. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, I feel a bit silly sending this, but I'm really struggling at the moment. I've got a lot of emotions whirling around my head and heart. I'm 40 years old, have my own business, which is doing well. I'm in good health, have no children and am recently single. I lead a good life, full of variety, laughter, family and good friends. Yet I feel down and have been for months now. In essence, I feel I have no purpose. And if I left this earth tomorrow, I'd leave no legacy of any worth. I'm saving for a house at the moment, but at times I feel it's pointless as there's no one apart from me who will benefit from it. I feel I'll be rattling around a house in which I'll sit alone. What's the point of that? I'm not sure whether the hormones are kicking in as it's pretty much do or die in terms of having children or if it's something bigger. It seems the overwhelming feeling is the lack of purpose in my life and what difference I'll have made once I'm gone. I know, depressing, eh? I've got the career plans in place, that's all sewn up, so it must be a deep personal thing, I guess. I wish I knew, Viv. Hopefully you can help untangle this mess of emotions. I'd really value your advice. Thanks. Hello, tangled emotions. Can I say one thing first? Newsflash. What you are experiencing is the human condition. I'm sorry to report this, but I feel it is the truth. Despite laughter, friends, health, interesting work, it all feels pointless. What's your legacy? What's your purpose? What are we all here for? Believe me, Tangled, we have all felt this way at one time or another. Many of us feel like it every day of the week. And I don't say this to diminish your suffering or to say, this is what it's like for everyone, suck it up and get over it. No, what I'm saying is, I feel your pain and so does any other normal person. 
What's sad is perhaps we rarely acknowledge any of this. Instead, we kid ourselves that other people have got it all figured out and that they're living lives of great purpose and meaning. And mostly they really aren't. And if they are, it's fragmentary and temporary. So I think there are all sorts of labels that you could put on your condition. Midlife crisis, post-40 anxiety, free-floating anxiety, mild depression, existential angst. But I'd be tempted to not label this and accept it for what it is and stick with your own description, a tangled mess of emotions. Only you can know how painful that is and how seriously to take it and how seriously it relates to the whole children question. There's absolutely nothing silly about your complaint. In fact, it's probably the most serious and important letter that anyone has ever sent to Dear Viv. What you're asking is, what are we here for? And we're here, as you suggest, to find our purpose. But also, as you suggest, purpose is elusive. And sometimes we can feel as if we've found it only to have it slip out of our grasp again. But there are loads of things that you could do here. Some people would advise trying a gratitude journal or reading Gretchen Rubin's The Happiness Project. Some people might tell you to see a therapist or a life coach if that remotely appeals. I don't think you need to have a major crisis to see someone. You can just use it as a space to explore your thoughts. Uh, Someone like me would probably tell you to read Richard Brooks' new book, The Road to Character, which is all about discovering the two sides of yourself and integrating them. The one side you present to the world, it's your CV, if you like, and the other side is the side only your true friends know, the real you. It's what you might call your eulogy side. In short, you're in a good place because you sound positive and you're asking the right questions. Keep asking them and the answers will come. Be patient. And please do avoid alcohol and drugs at this time. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, I'm worried my daughter is turning into a bully. Her teacher has had words with me after school twice in the last three months and I've even had another mum in her class phone me up saying she was being unkind to her child. I don't know how she became this way or what I can do to stop it. She's eight years old and has never been nasty before as far as I know. Is this just a phase she's going through? Oh, this is a tricky one. I always get worried about us putting labels on children. To be labelled as a bully at the age of eight is a really tough thing. So the first thing to say is that you must make sure your daughter isn't picking up on this language and starting to think of herself in this way. Bullying is a behaviour and not an identity, and it is possible to change behaviour. not so easy to change your identity. You don't give any information in your letter that gives me very much context here, so it's hard for me to answer. But it's rare for children to act in a bullying way without any reason. Has anything changed in your daughter's life recently? Has anything changed in her class or at school? How much do you know about her friendship group? Could she be feeling insecure or unhappy? These are the things to talk to her about initially. Don't tell her off for what she's done wrong for now. First, ask if she's upset or worried about anything. Without any more information, I don't think I can give any better advice than that other than to say that, of course, we've all said and done mean and nasty things at one time or another, and it doesn't mean that we're mean and nasty people. And perhaps that is one talk that you could have with her. 
Make sure you keep the channels of communication open with the other parents too. Don't be too defensive. Gather information and see if you can figure out what's really going wrong. I know it sounds obvious, but spending extra time with a child and talking and talking and talking and listening and listening and listening are the things that will make the most difference here. Hopefully, when she's older, you can laugh about this over a family showing of Mean Girls on DVD. Our next question this week. Dear Viv, I've been a stay-at-home mum for just over three years now and had been planning to get a new job and go back to work when our daughter started nursery this April. But I've been putting this off because partly I'm worried I'll miss my daughter and our time at home and partly I just didn't enjoy my job that much. So my question is, at 38 years old, am I too old to change careers? It would be a pain to have to retrain. I'm currently thinking of becoming a counsellor. But hopefully I would have a good 20-ish years in the job before retiring. And the prospect of returning to my old career for another 20 years is quite horrifying. Hello, stay-at-home work returnee. Welcome to a massive demographic. I know hundreds of mothers like you, just of my own personal acquaintance, so I can't imagine how many millions of women across the globe must be also asking themselves this question. So the first part of what you ask here is easy. At 38, am I too old to change careers? Seriously, at 88 nowadays, you're not too old to change careers. I know it's easy for me to say, but really, you can do whatever the hell you want, provided the will is there and provided you're willing to make the necessary sacrifices. This is true now and it will be true at any moment for the rest of your life. In fact, the way things are in the workplace now, it's probably safer to say that you're okay to change careers at any age than to say that anyone will have a job for life somewhere. So it's better to actually plan to change careers nowadays rather than just plough on the same furrow because in the 21st century, these furrows tend to suddenly dry up. So that is the good news and the easy part. The hard part is that no one can tell you what that other career is and no one can tell you whether you're willing to do the work that will help you get there. Only you can know that. You mentioned the idea of retraining as a counsellor. I would say get on and do it. What have you got to lose? At the very worst, you'll find out it's not for you and it will lead you on to something else. And that really is not so terrible at all. Much worse is to stand still and do nothing or wait for some kind of surefire answer that really is never going to come. So this is the thing I see happening to a lot of stay-at-home mums, actually, who are at the same crossroads as you. They're afraid to make a choice in case they get it wrong. But not making a choice and hesitating is also a choice, and it's probably the most dangerous one. Try things, make mistakes, take risks, go through the pain of retraining. It will all point you in the right direction. For some people, that direction might even be going right back to where you came from at home. I've seen mothers go into new full-time work only to realise after a couple of years that what they really want is to be at home. The important thing is to keep trying things And keep giving yourself loads of choices and be ready to experiment and suck up some difficulty on the way. 
Don't make the mistake of feeling like you need to know everything about the pros and cons of a situation before you get into it. Sometimes the only way to know the pros and cons is to actually get into the situation and then you can make more informed decisions about whether you want to be there or not. Good luck. I'm sure I will be coming to you for counselling before long. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, I read a thing about zombieing online the other day and I realised that actually the guy I'm currently dating is zombieing me or has zombied me. I'm not sure about the terminology. We met at a bar a few years ago and went on a couple of dates. Then he disappeared off the face of the earth and stopped replying to my messages. Last month, he messaged me out of nowhere and we arranged to go out. I wanted to ask him what prompted him to get back in touch, but I wasn't brave enough. But since I heard about the concept, and now that I know it's happened to many other people, I'm wondering if he's done it to other women too. Should I confront him about it or just see where it goes? Wow. Your question makes me feel so old. In my day, zombies were something you had in very bad films that no one watched. Now zombies are part of mainstream culture. Surely this is not progress. Is zombieing the same as ghosting? I ask myself, not quite. Uh, For the benefit of other elderly ladies such as myself, I have looked up a definition of this online and I quote, Forget ghosting. This is called zombieing. To be zombied is to have someone you care about disappear from your life only to have them bring a relationship back from the dead with an out-of-the-blue text or interaction on social media. Whereas ghosting is when they just disappear out of your life. Okay, now I get it. The good news is, this is not a new thing. This has been happening since Jane Austen's time, or at the very least since Rizzo and Kinnicky's relationship in Greece This is just a new version of the on-off relationship where an idiot is in control of the relationship and the weaker party, I'm sorry, but in this case it is you, is caving into their demands. In my mind, a relationship is either on or it's off. If someone ends a relationship by disappearing, they have an awful lot of ground to make up before you agree to go on another date with them. You don't just go when they call up several months or even years later. You say, hello, what the freak? I do not want to go out with you. You have already proved yourself to be untrustworthy. So I will be harsh here. I have already been harsh. Should you confront him? No, you should just walk away. Should you see where it goes? No, it's going nowhere. You're wasting your time. Now that I have learned the difference between zombieing and ghosting, I can safely say that it is time for you to ghost this guy. Disappear off the face of his earth. You have better things to do. He does not deserve a reason, but you deserve to show yourself some more self-respect. Do not fall for this trick again unless the zombie master comes forth on bended knee bearing the entire contents of a florist and apologies written in iambic pentameter. And please, women everywhere, only go out with people who have decent manners and who don't do disappearing acts. This is your life, not a thriller video. Say no to zombies. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com. 
or tweet us at The Pool UK. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign into thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.